0: welcome to the wealthy homes podcast where we help young michigan families manage their finances and create wealth i'm your host connor Bowserman, financial advisor with preferred financial group welcome to another episode of the wealthy homes podcast i really hope you guys like hearing my voice because you're going to be hearing it for the next couple of episodes because we're going to be doing something a little bit different. We're going to be doing actually a three-part mini-series. And I really hope you guys are going to like this because these are some common, really common questions that we get as an advisor. And I just want to pull the curtain back and show you guys everything that you may or may not want to know about our industry and as as a financial advisor. So the first part of the mini-part series is going to be just what is a day in in the life of a financial advisor look like? What do we do for our clients? What are kind of the services that we provide? And then the second part is gonna be really pulling the curtain back and it's how do we get paid? And then we're gonna go through the different ways that we get compensated as a financial advisor and it can be different for different job titles and I'll kind of go over that in that part. And then the third part, we're gonna bring it all at home with when and why should you hire a financial advisor? So I hope that really just entices you to to listen in and you can't wait to hear the next couple episodes. And the first part, we're gonna start that off with what does a financial advisor do? And I think one of the most common things that people think that we do or is a big part is just investments and preparing for retirement. And although that is pretty true, that's only one facet of our job and there's also a lot of other pieces that we integrate along with that so if you've been listening to the podcast for a little while now you've probably heard episode number two which is the circle talk if you haven't heard that i highly encourage you to go back and listen to that episode because it is so powerful and it's about the foundations that you should set before you start to look to invest money and some of the the steps that you need to take before you are ready to invest. But I'll take you a little bit back there, but then also hit on some of the parts that we do. In the first part, and, and I break it down into some different categories. So the first part would be to budget and cash flow. So what we do is we help our clients basically go through and create a budget. Or if they already have a budget, maybe clean it up a little bit. And make sure that it's a little bit more concise and really on a monthly basis. I've just met with a client the other day and they had more of just like a cash flow statement, which is great. It it gives me like a look behind the curtain for their financial life. But it doesn't go through and really just give me a summary of what you're spending on a month to month basis. And sometimes it does take a little bit of legwork. But really, that is the starting point that I want everybody to have, whether you're 20 years old and just starting your financial journey or you're in or about to be in retirement. It's really important to go through in cash flow. And I know I was speaking to Olivet College and some of the students there a little while ago, and I was explaining to them that everybody has a business or can look at their financial life as like a business. You're bringing in some kind of revenue. You have some kind of an expenses. And at the end of the day, you have what's called net income. And it's basically your income minus expenses. And that's your net income. And if you're like most Americans at the end of the month, there's nothing left. So if you don't pay yourself first, you can't expect to become wealthy or start to build wealth unless you really just fell into it, which by the percentages, it's not a very good chance. So it's really important to go through and create that budget and we help our clients create that budget. We help them find the money to invest sometimes (laughs) is going through their budget and just looking at what are they wasting money on and what things could maybe they cut back on that they really don't care to have or don't want or uh, don't need that they can uh, cut out to be able to invest money. We can work to pay off debt. It's not uncommon, especially for younger people to be in debt. And the goal is, for anybody, is to be completely debt-free when you are at or in retirement. Just because it requires a whole lot less of a cash flow to be able to retire. If you don't have any mandatory bills coming in other than just your normal stuff, like your utilities and your groceries, well, then it doesn't cost a whole lot to be able to retire. So that might allow you to retire early or retire with a whole lot more of extra income to be able to do the extra things that you really want to do in your go-go years in retirement. So that's one of the goals is, is to pay off debt before retirement. And then when you go into retirement, you have a whole lot extra cash flow to be able to do the things that you want. And then lastly, we also help them set up an emergency fund. That's a really big part of that financial foundation to have before you start your, your investments. So the next big part that we help our clients with is their insurance coverage. So again, if you've listened to episode two, that's the other piece or major piece to you know your financial foundation. And it's making sure that all your major risks are covered. Uh, we'll start with life insurance because this is the main one that I like to hit on. And it's because everybody should have it. If you've got people that depend on you and you depend on your income, then you need life insurance it's as simple as that there's some calculations and how we do that and again i'll have some future episodes on just that and am bringing on professionals that do that every single day is talk about life insurance but we help our clients go through and look at if they've got a group policy through their work or if they have a policy that they currently own on their own and if they have enough coverage and if they have it for the right period so there's a bunch of different aspects that come into life insurance, and that's just one aspect of the financial plan that we look at. Uh, but it is, is a major piece because if one of you were to pass away and you don't have that income anymore, you can pretty much kiss your investments goodbye, especially if you don't have the if you don't have the life insurance in place. So it's really important to have, and so that's one of the major pieces that we look at. We look a little bit at property and casualty insurance. don't know the acronym it's basically your property and like so if you have homeowners or your renters insurance and it's also your auto insurance as well and we'll not always like look into detail i'm not going to like pull out your whole policy and like read it but i will maybe glance at what your limits are are you paying too much do you have an umbrella coverage and then if you have even met with your agent ever or how long it's been since you met with your agent So those are just some common things that we look at to make sure that you're covered for some of those big catastrophes. And again, we use insurance to cover a risk that we cannot financially take on ourselves. If our home burns down and we need to basically pay the bank back and then some, well, we're going to probably need insurance. Likely you don't have that kind of money just laying around to be able to pay for that kind of a coverage. Same thing with your car. If somebody was to not only get into a car accident and you need some kind of health coverage and i'm getting into a little bit of different rules there but also if someone was to sue you well you're going to want some kind of coverage in place so that the way they're not going after your financial assets as well so there's just some things that that we look at briefly but we do look at that another big one is his health insurance so just talking with our clients on what kind of plan they're on what type of plan they're on whether it's through their employer or that they bought it on their own if it's an hmo or pbo plan and just making sure that they have the right coverage or they've picked the right coverage that's available for them and then kind of as they get closer to retirement or in retirement we start to talk to them about medicare and maybe if they need some kind of a supplemental coverage or a medicare advantage plan It just really depends on our clients and their health coverage and their need uh, on what they'll need for that. But that's another piece that we look at. And one of the last things that we help our clients with is long-term care or final expense insurance. So kind of as you get to your later days, making sure that you either have a coverage in place or we have the financial assets to back you up if you need that kind of care. And then... Usually you've got to have some type of burial coverage, whether that's something that you're paying out of pocket or you have life insurance or some kind of policy to take care of that, that need and that expense. Because uh, the last thing you want to do is, is pass away and then your family members are not only grieving, but also have the financial burden of bearing you, covering the funeral cost and all the extra things that come along with that. So that's one thing that we definitely hit on with with our clients and making sure that they have that in place, especially if they are in their later years. Another big category is tax planning. So one of the things that we look at is is if you're getting the right deductions. We'll sometimes look at tax returns and looking at if they're kind of getting the right deductions based on their situation, whether they've got kids or uh, they own their own business, that kind of stuff, making sure they're just getting the right deductions there. We help our clients decide if they need to take IRA or if they need to contribute to their group retirement plan through their work to kind of get some kind of deduction there. Uh, that really just depends on on their situation. And then we also help with our clients with deductions for charitable giving. Uh, that's a really big one, especially right now. It's one of the biggest benefits for retirees is... Uh, qualified charitable distributions. It's basically a way that you can take out money from your IRAs, not ever pay tax on it, give it away. Um, And then even the institutions that get it, uh, as long as they're a nonprofit, they will receive that money tax-free as well. So it's a really good plan for people that are looking to give money. That's just one facet of what we do uh, for charitable giving, but there's some other ways that we can do that as well, especially if you're blessed financially we help our clients with tax withholding so if they're looking to take distributions from their money whether that's pre-retirement or post retirement we help them look at you know what their tax withholding should be and if they should be withholding any kind of extra money for for penalties and that kind of stuff too Uh, we help our clients decide if they need to do their traditional contributions or roth contributions so when they should be paying their taxes That's a big one especially personal one for most people and we've talked about this in in some of the other episodes so if that's something that you're interested in obviously reach out but uh, you can also hear that on some of the previous episodes Uh, we can also really help with our clients is when to take income and out of which account so if you're starting to start taking income for retirement We can help you decide, you know, again, what accounts you need to be taking money out of, whether that's your just your standard IRA, your 401k, uh, your Roth IRA, or some type of an annuity or non-qualified money. Those are all ways that we can help our clients make sure that they're finagling their tax bracket and paying the least amount of taxes possible for a certain amount of income that they're looking for. And then we can also... And we often do this is coordinate this with their either their CPA or uh, one of the CPAs that we recommend or some other tax professional. So it's not like that we're a licensed CPA to do tax returns, but we do help a lot with with, with tax planning. Another major piece that we help our clients with is, is estate planning. Uh, if you've Again, been listening to to the podcast for a little while now. You've probably listened to episode 10, and if you haven't, I would encourage you to go back. That's probably one of my best episodes uh, that we've had so far, and that's with Sandy Derby, and we talk about estate planning and some of the steps that you should take when it comes to your estate plan, and I'll kind of just run through those really quick. Uh, The first part is just setting up a medical ID inside of your phone. This is something that's really easy. It doesn't cost anything. It's just putting somebody down as a medical contact so if the worst situation happened, if you got in a car accident or something major, that they have a person that they can go to and call. And you can put all kinds of medical information in there as well. The second step in the estate plan would be to write down your passwords. It is really common, especially once you are skipping a generation. So if your kids are inheriting money or... Uh, you're inheriting money from your parents, it's really common that you don't have like the password to their phone or the passwords to their computers and that kind of stuff. So just encouraging people that if you don't pass the way that you are planning to, like in the best case scenario, and it's going to like your spouse or something who, who likely has those passwords, is writing them down and just putting them in a secure spot. Again, this isn't giving them access to everything. It's just giving them maybe access to your phone or the computer. So that way that they can, in the worst situation, they can at least start taking some steps uh, to help you out financially, uh, whether you're incapacitated or uh, you've, you've passed away. So making sure that you have that in place is a big one. But one of the probably the most important steps is setting up your beneficiaries correctly. Uh, so beneficiaries are people that your assets will pass to that you've named that when you pass away that that's the money that will go to them so again your primary is your first option and your first choice this is typically your spouse and it by law usually has to be depending on the account and then contingent is this is your second choice so if your first choice was to predecease you or pass away with you then it would go to that second choice this could be children or uh, maybe like a trust or a trusted relative or somebody that you would want to take care of your kids. Beneficiaries are the trump card, so I'll talk a little bit about trust and rules in a second. But the biggest thing is making sure that these beneficiaries are set up and are right. So if you've been divorced and remarried or if you've just been single, making sure that these are set up correctly we've had it where people have had their ex-spouses exes uh, people that they really truly didn't want to get the money they just forgot to change it because just life happened Um, the the fourth step would be setting up some types of medical directives and and Sandy goes in and talks about kind of three different types Uh, the first would be the HIPAA form making sure that you just have somebody that can get information about you if they call the hospital And they can tell you kind of what's going on. Uh, The second part would be your medical power of attorney so that they can act and help you out when it comes to your care. They'll know your care. They can be there, that kind of stuff, um, and your wishes in that regard. And then there's also the medical uh, directive, which is kind of in the worst situations, you're a vegetable or something very similar to that. What care do you want? Uh, And what are your wishes when it comes to that care? Kind of pivoting a little bit would be your durable power of attorney. This is the most powerful document really on earth. And it's basically for anybody to act in your behalf when it comes to your financial life. They can go to the bank. They can go to us. They can go to uh, a bunch of different places and act just like you would Uh, when it comes to withdrawing money putting money in different places they have full control of that and then sandy and i go into kind of some ways that you can set that up like a springing power of attorney and uh, making sure that you have that that document in place so the sixth option would be your will so making sure you're setting something up for those tangible assets to you that doesn't have a beneficiary listed so if you've got A dog or you have guns or jewelry or just your lawnmower just things that maybe have some value but it's not like you have like somebody's name written on it Um, it's just having a document in place so that way upon your passing there's a document there that people can can go to and figure out where these assets are supposed to go and then lastly this step number seven is setting up a trust most people think of estate planning as the will and trust, but uh, it's really important to, to go through those other steps before you get to a trust. Um, a trust isn't for everybody, but it is a very awesome and powerful document if used correctly. And basically, a, a, a trust is entirely invo- avoiding probate court. Just a standard will is going to go through probate court. They will usually go by your wishes if you've listed them in that will. But it's completely public where trust is completely private. It does not go through public probate court and everything is basically handled on your own. Now, the way that it works is basically you start this trust and you put all these different financial assets inside the trust and give basically give all authority to the trust. But you have all the authority of that company and that trust. So it's really still in your in your possession and, and you have control over it but upon your passing again it, it avoids probate and goes directly where you want it so that would be some of the estate planning things that we help again we don't write a trust or necessarily write a will for for a client that would be something that we would typically hand off to an estate planning attorney or something similar to that um, but some of those other steps you know one through five Those are steps that we help with our clients, Um, and we just do that in our standard reviews. So kind of the big one that most people, again, associate an advisor with would be some type of retirement planning. So I'll kind of break that down into two different subsections. I will hit on kind of pre-retirement, and I usually call this like the accumulation phase. You're just trying to amass as much wealth, and I say quickly as possible, but it does take time. But making sure that you're just putting money away, that's really the big piece of that. Making sure that we're encouraging our clients to contribute money. We know it's hard to basically give money up, but just, again, reinforcing to our clients that you're not taking it away from yourself, you're just putting it in from one pocket to the other. And in this day and age, with pensions kind of being obsolete, and social security with a big question mark, it's really important that you do contribute to retirement, even though it might seem like it's so far away and and sometimes even unobtainable. But we help our clients contribute, whether that's to just a standard IRA or Roth, or they're contributing through their group retirement plan through their work, which usually has some kind of matching component, uh, whether that's, you know, a safe harbor or just like a standard, you know, dollar for dollar match helping our clients understand what's going on and making sure that we are putting money away in those because it is a really good benefit to you as, as an employee and then whether the again you need to be putting money away in a roth or an ira or if you're just doing it in a 401k if you can still put it in traditionally or through the roth option those are things that we help our clients you know kind of put money away for The next part would be figuring out and making sure that you're in the right investments and usually that's some kind of what's called an asset allocation so what percentage is going into the equities or the stock market and what percentage is going into you know safer investments like bonds or some type of fixed income and especially with younger people they're usually not in the right allocation that's right for them whether they've taken some type of quiz that they think is right or you know they've listened to their parents that said that they need to be super conservative you know whatever the story is almost always when i'm meeting with younger individuals they're usually in the wrong asset allocation which means they're just in the wrong investment doesn't necessarily mean they're in a bad investment it just means they're in the wrong one and that's usually something that we help our clients with, whether they're looking at, you know, their 401k or investments with us to make sure that they're in the right investments that are tailored to them and what they're trying to accomplish in their financial plan. Because a lot of times, too, our clients will be in something that's a little bit more conservative. And if you're investing for, again, 20, 30 years, you shouldn't be in something conservative or over a long period of time. You're giving up a whole lot of money with market growth that you could be taking advantage of, especially if you have that long-term view. And then we've also seen on the other side where people are right around the corner from retirement and we look at their account and they're hundred uh, percent, very aggressive. And it's like, okay, hold on. You've done really well. Or <laughs> sometimes the conversation is, Hey, 2022 happened and, and I'm not doing very well anymore you know, what should the next step be and making sure that they're in the right proper allocation for them, for their age, for their risk tolerance and their overall financial goal. And then one of the next parts to that too is making sure that that allocation is consistent and coordinated with all of their accounts. So you're not looking at one account like an IRA and they're like 100% in bonds and then the next account like their regular IRA or Roth is completely in the market you can sometimes play it by buckets and 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 subject each account by that way but as long as you're coordinating them and you know that hey this is an account that i'm going to be pulling at soon and so that's why i'm being very conservative with it but this bucket is something that's long term i don't plan on touching this for years and years down the road so i'm going to be a little bit more risky with it those are all things that we help our clients with and again, I've kind of alluded to this before, and if you, again, been listening to me a little while, this is episode number seven, and it's the account progression. So what accounts you should be contributing to based on your situation and, and where you're at in life, and making sure that we're putting you in the right accounts for accumulating money and reducing taxes. That's really the overall goal over time that's going to help you build wealth. And again, there might be some different retirement accounts, investment accounts, annuities, It really just depends on your situation and making sure that we're finding the right financial tool for you and what you're trying to accomplish. So kind of pivoting from there, that's pre-retirement. And then we help our clients with post-retirement. And a lot of people think because if they did the pre-retirement on their own, they should be doing the post-retirement on their own too. And I will tell people this all the time. It is completely different. The vast majority of people that die climbing mount everest die on the way down they don't die on the way up and it's because there's so many things that go into it there's so many different risks there are uh, different planning strategies that work for certain certain clients and what they're looking to do this these are all things that we help our clients do in turning their investment into income because it is much different than just accumulating wealth. It'd be ideal if everybody could be like Warren Buffett and just have, you know, billions of dollars and, and not have to worry financially and just be able to just be in whatever they felt like. But the vast majority of people don't have that option and they do need to think about how they're going to invest their money and how it's going to create income. And then at some point, how we're going to eventually give this money to our heirs or to some type of of charity. Now this might have seemed like it was a lot of rambling and in a way it was, but there was some structure there. It's really important that all of these pieces go into what's called a financial plan. And we help our clients do this and it doesn't, it's not for every client because sometimes we work with certain clients that maybe do do a part of it on their own, or they feel comfortable doing, you know, some of it on their own or Quite frankly, they think they maybe can do it better. You know, I'll throw my hands up there. <laughs> um, but the big thing is making sure that you have a financial plan and that we're all on the same page because that's how you are going to be successful long-term. We can put all of this into a software and you're also getting our expertise on, on how to not only accumulate wealth, but then also turning that into income at some point in time. And these are all things that we put into a financial plan. And some of my clients that might be listening to this, they've had this done. And it's something really good that our our clients get. And again, it doesn't cost anything extra. It's just included in, in what we offer our clients. Again, not every client wants a full financial plan. They might come to us for more or less a single task. Hey, I have this account. I just need somebody to help me manage it okay, they're not looking for a full financial plan. Maybe at some point in time they will, but at that point in time they aren't. Where we have get other clients that come to us and say, hey, I've got all of this stuff. I feel like I'm at the point where I don't know what to do and I don't feel like I'm doing it to the full capacity that I should be. And then that's when we're pulling it out and we're making a financial plan for our clients. And a lot of times we can do it as advisors right in our head really quick. But it's really nice to give our clients something tangible that they can look at and go, okay, am I on track or am I not? We we could sit here and tell you all day long, hey, you're on track, but you're just taking taking it from us at our word where we can put something tangible in front of them that we did some really complex computing to be able to get us to this point in the plan to let you know, are we on track? If we are on track, how do we get on track? And I give my clients, you know, the analogy all the time is, is these financial plans are like a financial GPS. You might put in your GPS that you're taking a road trip down to Florida. If you're a Michigander, you you know this all the time. And it's like a competition. You see it on your dash. Hey, it's 20 some hours and, and some odd minutes until you get there. And this is the expected time. And it's like a battle. Hey, how can I get this down? The financial plan is just like that. It allows you to know if you're on track and if we're not hey how do we get there and then basically expect some bumpy roads at some point in time is it going to be right away is it going to be years from now we'll see but it goes through and it it computes some hard times at some point in time and it just gives us a good outlook to make sure that we're on the right track and again, this doesn't cost our clients anything. And if it's something that you're interested in, you can actually go on our website and get a very simple financial plan, completely complimentary, doesn't cost anything. You just go to Preferred financial Group, PFG.com, and you can go to the financial planning tab and click create a plan. And you can get that, you know, basically in a couple of minutes, just answering a couple of simple questions. And then, if you're interested, we can actually do a much more thorough financial plan. And again, it doesn't cost you anything, just a little bit of time. It'll maybe a little bit of legwork on your part, but don't worry, we'll make it easy. I'll tell you exactly what we need to be able to complete that plan. But it's really important that our clients do this, especially if you're young and a young adult, that you're on track for retirement because it is so important nowadays, especially with pensions being obsolete and social security kind of being a question mark. So it's really important to put money away and this is just a couple of things that we do as financial advisors and at least in our office and what we do to help our clients be successful. So that's part 1 of the three part mini series. The next episode is going to be really pulling the curtain back. How does an advisor get paid? And then be ready for part 3 which is going to be at what point does it make sense to hire a financial advisor. So that is episode and part one of the mini-series. I hope to see you back here for part two and then part three because you guys are going to get a great look at what we do as financial advisors here at Preferred Financial Group. And we just can't wait for you guys to listen in on our next episode. Thank you for listening to the Wealthy Homes Podcast. Be sure to click the subscribe button below to be notified when new episodes become available. The information covered and posted represents the views and opinions of the guest and does not necessarily represent the views or opinions of Connor Bausman or Preferred Financial Group. The content has been made available for informational and educational purposes only. The content is not intended to be a substitute for professional investment advice. Always seek the advice of Connor Bowserman or other qualified financial advisors with any questions you may have regarding this episode. Connor Bowserman is a licensed financial advisor, and any of the investment advisory services offered are through Harbor Investments, member S.P.I.C. Products and services provided are not N.C.O.A. insured, have no credit union guarantee, and may lose value. Consumers. Professional Credit Union and Marshall Community Credit Union and Harbor Investments are separate and independent companies, and credit unions are not providing security services.